Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. On today's episode, a very important topic, the right time to start, plus why we put things off. Noelle, good morning. Good morning. I love the why we put things off. That's a that's a big topic. I think um, very relatable to many. Ah, it's a huge topic. And I think yeah. it relates to our time as well, because many of us stayed put indoors with our thoughts, with our hopes, with our dreams behind computer screens for about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly we get used to that. And now we've exploded into the world and many of us made promises to ourselves on who we wanted to be, what meaning really uh, holds for us in life, things that we wanted to change, things that we were no longer willing to accept. And this is where the rubber meets the road. It is time to put all of those things into action. And that's often the hardest part. Do you think the pandemic has um, made us, uh, I'm kind of scared to use this word, lazy or made us um, afraid to, you know, go out and, and, and you know, uh, you think a lot of people, because I know many lost traction with the pandemic just in life and, and career, um, and now they've almost, they're kind of afraid to, to get back on the horse. I think that's a really um, uniquely personal uh, situation. And I think it really runs the spectrum based on who experienced what during the pandemic and the level of shift that folks are interested in. Um, I, there are some common themes that I've heard absolutely repeated. There's a lot of anxiety with individuals returning to office spaces. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that anxiety is stemming from three different positions. The first is I kept my company afloat during the pandemic and my productivity did not lag. And I don't want to keep working like this. Um, the second is I'm scared of getting sick from other people, which is right. totally legitimate. Then the third is based on interpersonal interaction and interpersonal engagement. And there is a huge feeling of, I don't want to return to business as usual. Mm -hmm. The way that interactions played out at work are no longer sustainable for me. Yeah. You know, what else has happened, I think, is uh, during the pandemic, a lot of people um, reevaluated what they're doing, who they surround themselves. It's, it's almost like the pandemic forced us to sit still and we got to see what 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 comes up, you know, and I think a lot of people um, decided that, you know, they, they didn't want to be in this relationship or wanted to change careers, like a lot of big life choices um, stem from from uh, sitting with yourself for a year. Absolutely. And then, you know, taking all of the the reasons I just listed over to the personal space, you know, we apply them to really big constructs like motherhood. Mm -hmm. uh, mothers got slammed during the pandemic with having yeah. 
more of the household childcare and work responsibilities than previously. Um, it caused a huge, you know, shift out of the workforce. And then in terms of relationships, um, people are just awkward with each other right now. No one's really sure how to engage interpersonally after being out of practice for a year and a half. I wonder if life coaching is booming because of it. I wonder if this is a factor in the um, business of coaching. It is a factor in the business of coaching, and it's a factor for, again, a few different reasons. So one of them, as we're seeing um, in the world of work, that more and more firms and companies and organizations are turning to coaches, are turning to coach training and coach implementation as a solution for the cultural and communication breakdowns that have mm -hmm. occurred, giving folks within organizations shared responsibility for that collective well-being, which is gorgeous and about time. Um, Additionally, on a personal level, folks are coming into coach training because they want the communication methodology that allows them to move forward into different and diverse spaces to gain education for themselves around risk taking, not only to become coaches um, in industry, but also to have that knowledge personally fashioned. And then finally, we're seeing a boom in coaching services within our own organization. You know, every day I see a post like, hey, I got my first high dollar client. Hey, uh, you know, my business is taking off because individuals need help with the accountability factor of making choices, moving forward and doing the damn thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, uh, craving connection, craving community, uh, and also getting used to uh, uh, Zoom, getting used to um, you know, uh, uh, th this virtual space has now kind of become the norm. I think all of that is contributing to um, online coaching, just, just, yeah, exploding. Online coaching and in-person coaching. A lot of folks are really craving connection at a deeper level. So let's talk about the right time to start. How do yeah. we know, how do we know when uh, the right time to start is? Yeah, so in, in order to really get underneath this issue from a coaching perspective, and, and this is what we do in coaching education, is, is we don't look at the problem, we look at the human and mm -hmm. say, what's really going on? If someone is hedging, if someone is circling, if someone is scared to commit to coach training or any other kind of life-giving experience, what's the deal? And part of the deal is something called subjective value. And it's a, a form of bias that impacts humans, especially And subjective value has to do with the metaphor of a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, that whatever we have in the present time by a slight of mind, uh, by a mind bug, a shortcut, uh, an availability heuristic, we tend to value um, that which we have in the present, which actually might be not as great or as satisfying or good for us long-term more than something that's going to require waiting or mm -hmm. work in the future. So what do we do with that? 
if that is, uh, you know, if th that is our bias. Step one is know that it's true. Yeah. Step one is understand your human operating system. There was a really fascinating study that the majority of people out there would rather take $80 now uh, versus $100 three months from now. Yeah, that is me. I'm. I would not only take the the marshmallow, but I would go over the hop the the thing and take the other kids' marshmallows as well. Yeah. <laughs> instead of what you know, that famous marshmallow test. Instead of waiting and getting two. Absolutely, and that's one of the reasons why long term, large scale goal accomplishment is hard, and why it's hard day in and day out to accomplish. Um, small tasks that set us up to become the flourishing version of our future self versus the meh i'm kind of the same version of our future right. self how do we know um if you know because there's a fine line how do you know if uh you know something is good for you and you enjoy it and you take it now and it's a coming from a place of self-care self-worth um, for example, like you going to raves or fulfilling your, you know, your, the ex extrovert in you and, and connecting or, or is it, um, how do you know between that or, um, you know, you're taking too much now instead of, you know, having discipline and spreading yourself out and investing in tomorrow? Absolutely. So, you know, it comes down to procrastination and again, subjective value, right? So if, if I'm heading out for the night or for the weekend, I also have a tremendous amount of responsibility at work. Mm -hmm. And so if my desire to go out and dance and be around people is getting in the way of my responsibility and I'm putting very important things off that will hurt me or other people um, to get the immediate value, then we have a little bit of a problem. But if I have an even and steady view and can say, no, you know, going out and dancing is actually pretty life-giving right now. It gives me more energy to right. show up to work on Monday with a clear head, with a satisfied soul, um, then, then we're in good shape. And this is one of the things that you can work on with a coach mm -hmm. is to create um, access to your future state, to the thing that you want to work on, to the thing that you want to do in the present so that the finish line actually seems closer. For example, you know, future visioning, uh, vision board, journaling, having an accountability buddy, having a coach can take your, your future state and bring it into the fore. Yeah. One, one of the things that I, uh, asked myself and it, and I just really like simplifying it is, um, uh, am I running toward myself or away? And so, for mm. example, uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to Alaska on a seven day um, adventure dirt bike ride with uh, 12 other uh, dudes. And, you know, it's also very expensive. And if if I'm doing that to run away from myself as a distraction, as an escape uh, to not deal with things, you know, that kind of thing, that would be that would be bad. Uh, if I'm doing that, I would toward myself, meaning, you know, giving myself that maybe once every couple of years as a way to um, refuel, re-energize, connect with nature, all that stuff, then I feel like I'm running toward myself and that's a good thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, I think too here, it's really important to highlight uh, two different aspects. Um, the, the idea of, of procrastination, what procrastination is, mm -hmm. and then the idea of environmental embodiment, which is something that is largely discounted. And one of the things that coach training centers is the environmental embodiment. So let me break it down for you. Mm -hmm. Um, if you were, uh, using the dirt bike trip to procrastinate, I imagine that that would take the form of spending hours looking at different dirt bike tricks on online, right. um, ruminating over it, daydreaming yeah. about it at the expense of physically embodying your reality and doing what you need to do in the present. At the same time, um, when you are actually on the dirt bike trip, you will be physically embodying your new environment and, and that's experiential gain. Um, that's a different facet of existence than the rumination that takes place when we put things off or, mm. or, or block ourselves from the present. Yeah, so the experience, the, the experiential piece being greater than, or that that being the positive, and then the rumination, the um, you know, uh, sinking in your head and getting lost in um, your obsession, and then that becoming a pr procrastination. Yeah, and and let's bring this to coach training. So this is this is what we hear a lot from folks who work with our admissions coaches. And oh, by the way, at Journey, when you're interested in coach training, you actually work with a coach to help you sort through all of this stuff. So when folks are thinking about coach training and they're procrastinating and ruminating in a way that is um, harmful or at worst and passive at best, it's usually tied to fear and questions of identity and scarcity. Who mm -hmm. am I to do this work? Can I do this work? Can I be successful at this? Is it a viable field? Taking the time to do active research on the space and answer those questions in a methodical, concrete way, take the answers and apply the data is the effective way towards goal accomplishment. And, but it it's comes, also hard to do by yourself. It's very hard to do by yourself. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a lot of risk to kind of go off into the pasture, you know, spending years looking at different coach training programs, stalking coaches online, working with several coaches, um, buying a million different domains and never actually taking action on the goal. Mm -hmm. um, and and one of the things that gets really lost in that aspect of putting things off is the experiential gain of being in a coach training program surrounded by a community of other coaches having mentors and instructors to rely on actively engaging in learning building your business based on knowledge data strategy um, and professional colleague advice versus sitting in your dark bedroom by yourself you know googling things that may or may not be actually factual yeah, it's going back to what you said, giving yourself the experience, mm -hmm. giving yourself the yeah. experience. And so in order to kind of um, to work with this, this is this is a primary skill that coaches impart to their clients is getting their clients to step back and look at themselves 
in context and being really honest, what am I doing with my time? Mm. Am I, I'm looking at coach training programs. Okay. Are you doing it in an effective methodical way where you're collecting data and making decisions? Yes. No. Are you doing it in a fear-driven scarcity-driven self-doubt, you know, positionality that is keeping you stuck? Yes. No. When you said scarcity, one of the things that I thought about is um, scarcity and abundance as far as our mindset and where we're pulling from. And I wonder if that would also be a good measure. It would be a good measure. And, uh, you know, circling back to the pandemic, I think that's one of um, the things that folks are beginning to redefine, you know, is what is abundance. And that idea is shifting for so many folks for a really, really, really long time, probably since the dawn of the industrial revolution, abundance was cash money. Yeah. Um, prior to the industrial revolution, abundance was a great crop harvest. Abundance was beautiful weather. Abundance was a healthy family abundance was time. Um, and that's one of the things that in American society has been so lost is meaning and abundance and currency and energetic exchange attached to time. And so kind of, you know, saying, again, from a coaching perspective, questioning everything. Why do I feel this way? What are the theoretical roots of the feeling? Is this mine or is this something that has been handed to me? Do I want to accept this feeling of fear? Is there an alternative? I got to chill when you said abundance because I kid you not, uh, 6.20 a.m. this morning before the uh, the baby woke, I was sitting with coffee. I always uh, jot down notes and do some self-journaling. And here's what I wrote. Abundance isn't just about wanting more. It's about believing you deserve better. It's the energy back from finally believing in yourself. You seek abundance because you have worth, not because of ego. Everyone deserves abundance. Mm, oh, that's yeah. beautiful. It's just really interesting that um, you're talking about abundance. And I was like, oh, I was thinking about that this morning. Random. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I love the synchronicity. And, yeah. and I've started to think about abundance differently as well. So, you know. Let's be real. Like we, you and I both run businesses. Um, we're partnered in running journey and at the starting line, if somebody had given me a snapshot into the first two days of this week, Monday, Tuesday, and said, this is what your life is going to be like when you're a CEO, I might've said, no, thank you. Uh, of course. <laughs> right, right. Um, but because I've started to value abundance differently and time differently, I recently made the decision to only work Monday through Thursday. So mm -hmm. I'm officially not working Fridays and that has changed everything for me. It has lit a fire under me to work my ass off Monday through Thursday so that I have earned my time on Friday to read, to sleep in, to prepare food, to see my parents, to see my friends' kids, to go yeah. for walks. And for me, that's abundance. Yeah, I love that definition. Wow, um, that abundance isn't, you know, Ferraris and mansions and <laughs> and winning the lottery, that abundance can can be 
um, taking one day off. Ab abundance can equal a four day work week, you know? And so I love that reframe. I love that new definition. Yeah. And I can't emphasize enough that it, it is actually connected to coaching, mm -hmm. that coaching is a discipline of the reframe. Coaching is a discipline of asking questions. Do I have to do it this way? Who says I have to work six days a week? Who says I have to work five days a week? Is there an option to change things? If I changed things, what would happen? And drilling down on these questions over and over and over again, setting up your future vision as the motivation to get shit done um, is, is the way that we roll in coaching. And you know that is how we cultivate the right time for action. Yeah. One of um, my favorite coaching questions is, is how will you know? Mm. How will you know when you mm -hmm. have enough data? How will you know when you're done a project? How will you know when you're ready for a relationship? How will you know when the relationship is right for you? Um, and that requires analysis. Yes. You know, um, so many people think life coaching is about giving advice. Uh, coaching is about questioning and the questions act as a rudder to guide people um, and also create soil for revelations. And that's one of the things that we do at Journey Coaching is train you on how to ask questions. Yes. And the yeah. questions themselves are the magic beans yeah. that that is the work of coaching. It's challenging the status quo challenging yourself, challenging your clients to move to a different threshold of existence. And if you're waiting, if you're circling, if you're thinking about coach training, I challenge you to evaluate how you're spending your time. Are you, are you spending it in data and anticipation and concrete examples of, of what you want and what you don't? Or are you spending it in fear, um, in fear of scarcity? Are you spending it in ego and interpretation of the self? And if any of the latter are true for you, guess what? You're normal, mm -hmm. you're human, and you're doing just fine. Come talk to us at Journey Coaching and work with a coach to see if you can get some movement. Well, we threw a uh, we threw a boomerang in the beginning of this podcast, and I believe it came back. I think we uh, went full circle, touched uh, touch on a lot of different topics, but I, I think it didn't land in someone's yard. I think it came back, so I, I like it. <laughs> it always does. Um, and and thank you for sharing your early words on abundance. Um, coming to an Instagram post near you sometime soon will be those yes. words. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Be well. Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything.